I'm Angelique Roche, and this is Marvel's Voices. I met Chris Robinson at San Diego Comic-Con with another Marvel's Voices guest we've had this year, which is Cena Grace. And from moment of meeting him, it was just such a great conversation, right? Like he is a wealth of knowledge. When it comes to Marvel, when it comes to comics, when it comes to how comics are created and structured and kind of this anatomy of a good story, right? And that's what he does. He is an assistant editor at Marvel and he works on a number of comic books. Mostly he does right now X-Men. He actually just did a really cool one-off Marvel's Zombies, which was really, really fun to read with a great plot twist. If you haven't read it, you should definitely go check it out. I think the other thing about Chris that's really cool and probably comes through in the interview is that he is a sea of calm amidst so much chaos. He is an even keel, calm person, but there are so many things going on in his head. And I think it's really, really telling of why he's been successful of working with multiple folks and multiple creatives on multiple teams doing multiple projects all at the same time because every Wednesday there's a new comic on the stands there's a new issue there's a new series starting particularly here at Marvel and so you have editors who are working months and months and months in advance to bring the stories that we read or are going to read in 2019 to life. This is Chris Robinson's story. That is <laughs> not what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I always tell people, or people always tell me at least, that if they look at me, they can know what I'm really, how I'm really feeling, because I'm not very good at like keeping keeping it in. Like if I have a reaction, it's happening, you know. Oh yeah, but the thing is, what I. I think it's funny about when I first met you. You were a man of very strong words, but not a man of very many words. Right, right. And I can't remember who told me this. It's like, I don't say a lot of things, but what I say, I mean. Sure. And I'm making a point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, you're originally from New York. I am, I am. Uh, you stayed in New York. For a little bit, for mm-hmm. yeah, for a while. But I've been around, too. I went to California for a little while. I went to Boston for a little while. Yeah. So California, was that for work? Was that internship? That was uh, right after college. Mm-hmm. I went to, to Emerson College, and most people that go there end up going to California for some length of time and try to do entertainment world stuff. Because you started in screenwriting, right? I did, I did. I went to, uh, to Emerson for screenwriting, and that was awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was big into story, so I figured getting a degree in story would be a smart idea. It's not. It's not a nice. You can just you can just be good in story. If people believe you. They don't need a, a degree to prove it. But but I learned a lot of good things there, so it's fine. That's it all you, it all worked out. So why screenwriting? Uh, okay. Pretty much everything I, I do or have done is an effort to get an idea out to the world, right? And so when I looked at, you know, cartoons. TV shows, movies, things of this nature, you know, again, this is all from my ha- my home, you know, in, as a child, not really doing research because, you know, I wasn't, I grew up with the internet, but like it didn't exist in the form that it is now where everything's out there, you know, I'm talking about like uh, 
AOL dial-up days, you know what I mean, waiting for the, the little running man to... I remember those days. Yeah. The little pinwheel of death when it just wasn't going through or someone picked happen. up the phone. Yeah. You always... I loved it when someone picked up your phone and you were like, well, it's going to have to start this all over again. There goes 45 minutes waiting for that image to, to download. Um, but but my whole thing is like, I want to get my thought, my things that I think and, and feel that I know are universal and I want to get them out to an audience, right? So I looked at the the credits and I was like, okay, it looks like the screenwriter is the guy putting the words in people's mouths and draining up the the situations. So let me do that, right? I mean, I come, you know, find out that there's way more people involved in that type of stuff later. But you know, that's what I thought as a kid. So that's what I, you know, set my sails for. So were you always a nerdy kid? Is this like you were totally engrossed in books and movies yep, and. Yep. Stories, mm-hmm. stories, cartoons, books. I was a crazy reader. My mom would, uh, you know, was was amazing. She would always uh, would always hook me up with as many books as I could read. Uh, I went through, you know, all the all the series, the book series as a kid, uh, and uh, and yeah, they, you know, I, I didn't get outside much, but it uh, it it meant something. To, to me, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Favorite book series? Uh, as a kid, um, I mean, you know, I went through all the, the goosebumps. I was the perfect age to go f- literally from one to, you know, I think like 120 or whatever the last one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a series that like really stuck with me, even though I don't think it was that popular, uh, called Didem. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like fantasy, like urban fantasy characters where they're, jumping through worlds and they're doing magic but there's also technology involved animorphs huge in animorphs yeah for uh, for moon girl last year we ended up doing a uh, sort of a an homage to the animorph covers uh you know you know the covers right where the kid turns into something we did that with moon girl and and people on the internet really liked it so you know i mean nostalgia is a very powerful thing absolutely uh, we we all know that here at the house of ideas <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but you you came into comic books late. Sure, yeah. What does late mean? Well, late is I would say that my my Wednesday warrior days, you know, didn't start until high school. Yeah. Comic books before then were in my life and they were like a thing that I was interested in, but it wasn't like you know, I wasn't reading everything. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a pull list, anything like that. Mm-hmm. It it really started where um you know, I was like elementary school, like sing, single digit days. Somehow, my uncle, you know, I gotta shout out my uncle, uh, he had a box of, of like leftovers. Like he had his collection, and then I guess he had like a box of like doubles, you know, stuff he ended up with, cor- you know, quarter bu- uh, bin stuff, right? He gifted me this box, and so I was able to, that was, that, that was the entree, you know what I mean? And that was, that was fun. It was all old stuff too. It was like early 80s, like, again, this is like mid 90s. But uh, it was all early '80s stuff, you know, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, some some Secret Wars stuff, you know, Secret Wars Two rather, you know, the the one the, not as finally remembered, but to me it was like crazy, especially since like I wasn't reading the stories, I was reading issues here and there, you know what I mean? So I was like, I don't know what any of this means, but that guy's jacket is really cool. The Beyonder's got a cool white jacket, so you know. And there you were, and you mm-hmm. became. Polis Wednesday Warrior, mm-hmm. and it was comics all the way. Yes, later, later on, later on, just because 
you know, I think the Kevin Smith uh, Casada Daredevil run, that was like one of the early things that was like, I need to read these all the time. If there is one comic book you feel like was your favorite comic book from back then or like an essential comic book, you're like, if someone's like, mm-hmm. where do I start as high school, Chris? You're like, mm-hmm. yo, man, you need to read issue number XYZ of this. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, that was like one of the first series that I was like, I need, I'm going to read this every month. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is is a let's it's a touchstone a touch point for a lot of people still so it's not i don't know that it's it's that much of a deep dive but if if you're trying to get a kid or, or you know somebody into spider-man fresh you can't go wrong with uh ultimate spider-man in your own words why is that because there's a like sure. there are a couple of different parts of the marvel universe that we know and love mm-hmm. x-men spider-man the Avengers at certain points mm-hmm. where it can be, it can seem a little overwhelming on the amount of storylines, but Spider-Man in particular, there are so many spider people sure, and so many storylines, but why ultimate Spider-Man? Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, at the time it was an update. So it felt a little bit more current. Now, if you dive in, it's, it's not going to feel current uh, like that. They're going to be talking about, you know, uh, uh, web logs, you know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna it's gonna show its its uh, stretch marks a little bit, but the the whole thing is that it's it dials it down to the stuff everyone cares about. Peter Parker, a high school kid, getting power that he's not ready for, but knows he has to do the right thing with it. Once that core is right, you can start adding on bits, and then they you know they get into everything else, right? The Venom stuff, and they do their twists on it. I can kind of hear your editor voice coming out right now, yeah. which is this, this is this concept of understanding that there are key essential ingredients yeah. that make a a good comic book, a good story arc, uh, a good character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of folks out there who they're, they'll look at who wrote it, mm-hmm. they'll look at the cover artist, they'll look at who did the lettering, the penciling. But all of this in the middle is this person called the editor. Like, for those who don't know, like, what is the job yeah. of an editor when it comes to Man. comic books? Great question. <laughs> Get the question all the time. People people make their guesses. Uh, usually, people say like, "Oh, you write them." You know what I mean? When they when the, when I introduce myself to like you know my mom's friends or whoever that she she uh, talks me up to, uh, and it's not that. It has nothing to do with that. It's more akin to like producer on a t- uh, TV show, you know what I mean, um, where you, you're, you're definitely assemb- assembling the talent, you know, you're hiring all the people that you think could do a, the best story, mo- you know, the most exciting story. You're helping those people when, it, when they need the help, you know what I mean, if it's, whether it's, you know, helping the writer uh, sort of get from what's in their head onto the page, right, or if it's helping the artist say, you know, being their first reader in terms of like, okay, this doesn't quite make sense. You know, let's, let's try to make this change, make this character bigger, make whatever it is. Um, so that's, that's it from a story perspective, from a larger like brand perspective, you're, you, you're a protector in a way, you know what I mean? You're sort of making sure that we're not breaking the toys. You don't, you don't want Peter Parker murdering a bunch of people. That's not, that's not correct, right? That's not the, that's not the character. So Unless this is a what if. It's or not, if it's a what if, yeah, not what we, that's not what we want. That's true. That's true. Uh, there's, yeah, you're right. There's room for all types of different stories and places. But if you're doing, you know, Amazing Spider-Man, 
you know, number 800, whatever it is, like you want to make sure that we're, we're all on board with that type of stuff. So, so you, so you have the, you have the creative part of it, you have the, the business part of it, and then you have the, the schedule part of it. You know what I mean? Comics is a, an ongoing medium. It's still a monthly medium. Uh, so making sure that that part of it is still chugging along. Um, it's a lot of hats, a lot of hats, but it's, it's awesome. So how did you get here? So you, you started mm-hmm. off in screenwriting. You're a big comic books fan. You went out to California. Mm-hmm. You interned for Marvel? Yep, yep. I was, a, I was an intern uh, in editorial. Very lucky. Uh, I, f- I found out accidentally that I was sort of like a, like a second choice. Uh, I, I think somebody said no at some point. And so I was able to, to squeak in. But uh, I was an, you know, an intern for a lot of people that still work here, like Nick Lowe and, and Jordan White. But uh, I was an editorial intern. I was seeing the stuff that they were doing. And initially, I just wanted to be an intern to see what they wanted from writers. You know what I mean? So I could sort of have the back door, basically, to try to get writing work at some point. You know what I mean? I thought that'd be cool. I it, see your strategy here. 100. I'm, I'm kind of strategic. <laughs> but, uh, but seeing it, you know, firsthand and seeing how much, you know they're in control not in control but how much they help mold where the characters and the stories go i was like well that's where that's where the power is right that's where the the most interesting part of it is right like i said earlier like how do you get your ideas out to an audience you know what i mean and i was like oh it's not quite like the writer is definitely a big part of that but the editor is like maybe more of a part of it in a in a way from a certain point of view, certainly from that certain point of view that I had at that at that time, that summer changed me basically. You know what I mean? Where I was like, "This is this is it." So then it became, you know, how do I work back into it basically? And I went away for a few years. I did, you know, I finished college. I did uh, some other stuff. Went to LA, like I said, um, did comics for some other companies. But uh, it was always like the end goal was like, "How do I get back here?" You know. I love Marvel. There's so many stories where folks have started off as interns right. and either just stayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of folks are like, so back in the day I was an intern. And no. I was like, really? Everybody? Everybody was an intern? <laughs> but I think it's that, that moment when you get this opportunity to really get hands on and see the inner workings, which is why I was so excited to sit down with you is because a lot of folks really don't understand that, that you have a person who is mm-hmm. at the center who is helping the writer stay on track, you know, helping the, the continuity. Mm-hmm. And to me, the editors are kind of those folks who like, I don't want to say put the parameters on it, but yeah. really try to like keep what is the essence, what is the core, kind of what you were talking about, what are the core elements mm-hmm. of a Marvel story in yes. these comics. Yeah. What was your first book that you worked on? Uh, well, the first book that I worked on was... Uh, was All New Invaders 15. That was my first credit. Uh, it was the last issue of the run. So I didn't, I didn't have a ton to do with it, but I was there and I was moving stuff around and, and you know, making sure everything was spelled right. So that was fun. Uh, and then after that, I would say uh, Contest of Champions. That was like another one that I was like way more involved in, you know what I mean, in terms of where the story is going and what characters we're going to include and, and how we're going to, uh, bridge the gap between being interesting for uh, you know, one you know everyday Wednesday comics fans and 
you know, people who play the, the Council of Champions mobile game, you know. What is the conversation when you're like, okay, guys, Bobby Drake's going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Bloodstorm is going to be in this. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw in Raven just because, you know, it just need this is this is how this like what are what are the conversations when you're really dealing with that because i know writers sure. have a lot of ideas sure absolutely um how does even the conversation start on okay dude cuz i've seen you do this like i've seen you really like look at a writer and go okay dude it's mm-hmm. a great idea but x mm-hmm. well usually it starts with the the writer first you know until you make it to a certain point in your career as a writer you know you're not really um teamed up with the artist from the jump it's more like the conversation between the editor and the writer in terms of what we're trying to get done what we're trying to see what sort of itch we're trying to scratch that's really where it starts um and then it becomes and then the you know the best writers for for comics particular you know is that they can find they can tell the story they want to tell and then make the the connections that they want to but also roll with punches like, hey, you need to include, you know, Rocky Raccoon in this. You know what I mean? I don't know how your your um, underground uh, gambling story is going to include Rocky Raccoon, but he's got to be in there. You know what I mean? That type of thing. And there's a number of reasons why we might say, you know, curveball, this guy's in the story now. Characters mean attention. You know what I mean? Char- some people follow the characters. The character is, is, is key. So if I know that there's maybe synergy that we can do like if somebody's appearing somewhere else in a game in a uh, show or potentially it's just a character that hasn't been shown in a while and we know that you know bringing people back you know whether from the dead or just from from story limbo right uh that that gets uh, the audience to pop you know what i mean and and wants and gets uh, more eyes that uh, we may not have had the month before right and that's ultimately another big part of it too right we're we're telling stories but we're also trying to get people to check out the books you know which is interesting because you work on x-men mm-hmm. and a lot of people are brought back from the dead constantly in x-men every day how do you keep like how do you keep track is there a scoreboard do you well, do you have like a poster board of who's dead <laughs> in what storyline? I story wish there line? was a poster board. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, and I got the wall room for it. We we do keep documents in terms of like people's uh, you know whereabouts. You know what I mean? They're not super detailed, but we know what you know people's last appearances and all that. But part of the 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 twist to it or the um, the magic to it is knowing when to put people away for a little while mm-hmm. and knowing when to you know, have a big, big return. You know what I mean? You know, you, you get, there's only so many like pull back the current moments that you can have and um, letting characters kind of lie low for a bit is, is a big part of that. Another thing with the X-Men is that, that there, like you said, there are a million characters. There are a million X-Men. There are a million, uh, you know, X-Men side characters, you know what I mean? Like through the X-Men related, but they're not X-Men or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trying to show too many people, trying to get everyone involved kind of doesn't help anybody because then there's no personal moments. You know what I mean? You're spending so much time moving people around and and basically doing plot stuff that you don't get the personal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So why do you think that's important? I I, like, I personally, I love personal moments. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that is what the X-Men are. The X-Men are personal moments. Like as much as, um, Peter Parker is the star of Spider-Man, the X-Men are the soap opera you know what i mean like they are the soap opera um the longest running soap opera maybe i mean but 
their their personal lives and the things that they go through are the universal part the part like i can't you know we can't relate to having uh knives come out of our hands not yet i mean can you we'll see future (laughs) but uh but we can't relate to you know uh being in a a love triangle and and, you know uh you're, you're the guy you work with is you know hooked up with this person that you have a lot of feelings for you know what i mean so being in love with a vampire who gets killed in front of you no big deal sure absolutely and you're right i've I've never really thought about the x-men as a soap opera but wow and so and here's the other thing i've noticed you work on a lot of um high intense sometimes dark books yeah which is interesting because like you it's right there where it's not hokey okay and it's not too much but it's like it's action packed mm-hmm. and there's personal moments okay that's a heck of a formula to work on in the time frame that you have to get these books out because you're working on multiple books at a time all the time yeah what is the day in the life of an editor look like mm-hmm. i would say it's a. Uh, you ever see somebody like spin plates you know what I mean? Like a, a magic show or something like that? I have. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that, you know? And you'll see them look at some of the plate, like the, the, the plate at the end of the, the line will start to wobble, and the guy runs over, spins that plate. The plate at the end, uh, the other end of the line starts to wobble, spin that plate. It's a lot of spinning plates. Uh, so immediately, like, you know, let's talk about today. Come in, and I work on the stuff that's going going to press this week. You know what I mean? I'm looking at lettering passes which you know we have a bunch of fantastic letters that we work with and they go in and into uh uh you know illustrator and they put down digitally all the balloons on the art so that's one part of it then you're also looking at the colors you know rochelle rosenberg is the the colorist for um uncanny x-men she's amazing top talent um you know we'll throw throw in uh some notes like uh you know Oh this, oh, this guy wears yellow and black, not uh, red and blue. You know what I mean? That that type of thing. Just because there's so many characters, she, she, you might uh, she might transpose somebody like that. Um, and then making sure you're on deadline for this week. Once all that stuff's kind of squared away, once that plate is is spinning properly, then you can start looking ahead to okay, you know, we got a book that we're trying to put together for March right now. It's called the uh, Hot Shots, right? Which is uh, this team of female assassins uh, led by domino very excited about it uh but that's something where i you know i'll look at the script I'll, be- I'll read the script real quick offer any notes off to the artist you know what i mean that's not going out you know for for months but if you keep if you got to keep the schedule at the beginning of the of the uh of the of the issues so that way you can keep the schedule at the end you know what i mean so so spinning plates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you seem to really, really love it. What yeah. is the best part of the job? The best part of the job is, uh, well, I love I love comics, for sure, but I love these characters. You know what I mean? I think being um, a very small piece of uh, these very long, ongoing soap operas, these tapestry of characters and their lives that mean so much to all our fans, that's very exciting to me. You know what I mean? I like... I like being able to tell people stories and have them react and have them, you know, whether they hate it or they, they love it, a reaction. So, yeah. So, you know, and Marvel characters mean so much to everybody. You know, even if you never picked up a comic in your life and, you you know, the, your whole experience with it is like I saw a cartoon in 1993. You know, whatever it is, 
it's just toys. There are some people whose like whole situation is just you know Funko Pops, right? Like, that's awesome. That's awesome that we 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 get to tell these uh, you know modern myths or whatever. You know, you know. So you read a lot of comic books mm-hmm. for work. Mm-hmm. What are you currently reading that isn't work? Oh geez, uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I do. I do mostly like watching stuff. I like mm-hmm. when I'm not uh, when I'm trying to like unwind from the workday. I love uh, I love Riverdale because uh, here's the thing, and you probably feel this way too. But w- when when you get to a certain point where you know. when story is your business to some degree you sort of know all the tricks and you see like okay this is what the next three episodes is going to play out right you can't do that with Riverdale Riverdale is impossible to guess what's about to happen next because they are always doing crazy things and I love it they break all the rules and 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 I love rule breakers you know what I mean so I know I am that type of person that sits in a movie and I'm like yeah "Yeah, he killed everybody (laughs) My friends are like, Shh. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's that guy. It's that guy right there. And if it's not, he's totally an accomplice. I'm just letting you know. We could just leave yeah. now, except for I like effects and story. Sure. Uh, that's really that's really cool. And I, and I love the fact that editors also like cultivate talent mm-hmm. and they, they work with people. Sure. And being a people person within comics is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't realize, and this was like a really great moment. So I, I interviewed Saladin Ahmed, mm-hmm. and then he did the live show for us uh, for Marvel Live at New York Comic Con. Well, Javier Guerrero is sitting over there, si- like signing a book, mm-hmm. and Saladin's over here. And the live event ends, and the signing ends at the same time. It was the first time they had physically met each other ever. Totally, yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. There's so many people I haven't, I've never met, but I've worked with them a long time. Yeah. How do you? It's, un- you... it's unfortunate. I wish we all could just you know take t- take some time and, and meet and, and have mixtures and stuff, but it's not the nature of, of what we do. Typically, like it's because Javier lives in Spain. Spain, I believe. Yeah. How often is it that you're you're dealing with like a Skeety or a Garon who's like across a ocean mm-hmm. and putting these books together? Yeah, I mean, at this point, a lot of our talent, you know, is uh, overseas talent, and then you know. Even the guys who are her U.S. based, not a lot of them live in New York. You know, New York is a is a very particular place. So, and that comes with its own challenges in terms of like, you know, translating scripts and making sure like because our touchstones are maybe different than their touchstones, and that's and that'll be different than what the writers' touchstones are, right? So, the best thing that I always try to uh, impart to uh, all our all our writers um, is like, get get out of your head and your in your experience and sort of. Uh, Put put down. Try to leave the breadcrumbs. So if there's like a specific place that you really have in mind for this location, show me that location. Give me give me uh, you know hyperlinks. We can do it. You know hyperlinks. And the I th- internet has evolved. One hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> show show me an image or, you know, um, uh, sort of like. Here's another thing. Here's another. This this is. I I feel like I'm I'm giving like writer tips in a way. But like, especially for comics. This is. I mean. I'm, this is probably. Mm, let's just say it's for comics right now. The script is really a recipe. Like it's not a creative, nobody reads the script. You know, the script doesn't get sent out on Wednesday with a cover. It's a, it's a blueprint. And, you know, depend, you know, depending on the relationship with the artist and the writer and, and the, both of those guys to, to us in editorial, it may not be exactly what's written in the script, 
it'll be better than that, right? So don't try to be too flowery or, 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 or um, you know, circuitous in your, in your writing. Because again, the script is a blueprint that we're trying to uh, all get on the same page for. It's better to, to speak plainly, and so that way we all know what we're, what we're trying to accomplish, you know? What has been, and I hate saying challenging, because I mean challenge in a good way. I don't mm-hmm. mean challenge in a bad way. Sure. But like what has challenges been, are challenges are great. Yeah. What has been the most challenging, like massive project that you've had to work on to date? Man, the hip hop variants were, were a big project that had a lot of steps and a lot of uh, boxes to tick and stuff like that to, to make, make those real. I own some of those. Yeah. I do. They were great. <laughs> thank, thank you. It was a lot. It was a lot internally. And then when they became what they became, that too added a lot more stuff in terms of like press stuff that we had to do. And, and um, you know, this, this is a positive thing, but like getting to, to work with uh, or getting in touch with with certain rappers and stuff like that that I'm, I was a fan of and, and, and over time. So, yeah. Is there a dream project that you have? Man, yeah, of course. I got oh, you know, that's the that's another that's the, a big problem, which is not enough time, too many ideas. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna say the the real the super dream project because I don't want to spoil it for everyone when it eventually comes out. But the um, I want to do I definitely want to do more of Marvel Zombie. That's a whole universe that I think is very interesting. Um, I definitely want to do more uh, .exe men. Uh, which was a, a what if issue that we did a, a couple months ago with, that basically take the X-Men and sort of transpose it into, you know, the Matrix sort of in a way um, where where people are jacking into computers, that type of thing. Um, love to do more stuff like that, you know. And then there's, you know, more auteur type stuff like um, in the vein of like X-Men Grand Design. Not, you know, X-Men Grand Design is a very specific three-part project but I would love to, to do more stuff like that, you know, where you give certain certain people sort of like leeway to do, to retell the biggest moments in, in uh, Marvel history, you know? What is it about those projects that mm-hmm. you love so much? It's pure. Anytime you can do, like make something and get it to people without a lot of poking and prodding, I think that's really special too. You mentioned your mom at the beginning of the interview, mm-hmm. and so like, we got to talk family because sure. family seems to have been mad supportive mm-hmm. of your voracious reading appetite. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the same for you, but it's kind of for me. Mm-hmm. My family doesn't actually know what I really do for a living. Okay. They just kind of look at the Facebook post and they're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. You did a thing. Um, <laughs> does your family have any clue? Like, does, are they just like, I'm just so proud of you? They're very proud, and they do uh, their best to sort of follow what I'm doing. And, and, you know, every once in a while, they'll pop into a comic shop here or there and, and, and say, you know, do you have one by my son? That type of thing. They're, they're very supportive, and they, they, they did their research, you know, or as much research as they were yeah, happy to do, right? So all I can imagine is like your mom like walking into a comic book store. Does she really? This- 100%. Yeah, absolutely. This is not, this is like, this is totally real. She, you know. She'll walk into a store and she'll get, you know, she'll like, can I have, uh, you know, a Hulk 27 or whatever? What You know what I mean? Like just random issues. Like 
she doesn't uh you know it's not like she reads she doesn't follow the, the comics uh, the the story the ongoing story unfortunately but um you know she'll pop in and, and just try to keep current with me or try to you know follow along with this like like they definitely have uh copies of uh you know black panther number one you know that came out with Tanahasi because that was the one that everyone was talking about it was it was it was fun for them because that because everyone knew what they were talking about you know it was cool I mean, and we all have, like, characters and storylines and artists that, like, speak to us, right? Sure. Like, I always make this joke, and we've had this conversation about my obsession with Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. mainly because she's African-American mm-hmm. from New Orleans, and she was created basically a month before I was born. Oh. So, like, for me, it's, like, there's actually, like, very specific reasons why I love the storyline and, and relating to it. Sure. Kind of like I, I love... Uh, new twists on stories that involve New Orleans um, mm-hmm. because it's home. Right. You know, were there any things in those comics that you felt like this is this is why? Like, this is just the simple reason why I really just love this character. Hmm. I mean, I love, uh, I love Spider-Man. You know what I mean? I always follow, followed Spider-Man. Um, but pretty quickly when I, when I started going hardcore in terms of reading everything or, or, and following everything month to month, uh, it became, you know, more about the the larger tapestry of the Marvel universe and, and following everything that was going on in there, right? So, like, the first thing that I was, uh, I, I can think of that I was like, um, really that really caught like a wave, right? Uh, New Avengers, the the Brian Bendis uh, Finch, uh, New Avengers, like, it's crazy how much that book was able to sort of cascade like other uh, every other comic sort of was following behind it in a way you know what i mean and that's very difficult to do or at least and now i I see how difficult it is to do um but at the time it just felt like man everything important to the marvel universe is happening in this in this title so so i followed it voraciously you know so that leads me to quick fire questions okay very very important okay and they don't need a lot of thought but can okay so if you had a superpower, what would it be? I mean, the 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 real the cheat answer is like telepathy type stuff, right? Because I would just, just make, make life easy, make life super easy. Um, but I, but like my real answer, I would prefer. I would like to have like you know, sort of like the Captain America power, like the peak physical human condition, right? Um, that's that would be probably also extremely useful, I think. Super soldier for serum. I'm yeah. here for it. I'm you here eat for whatever it. you want. Yeah. Actually, I'm here for that. Yeah. Favorite food. I just want to know now. You just want to eat it. Uh, it's got to be pizza, right? Because even though pizza is one thing, everybody does pizza different. So even eat, and even bad pizzas is still pizza. It, yeah. Is it? It's still pizza. It's still cheese and bread and meats. You, know? you could definitely add. Chris Robinson on that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. I, I like to take risks with my stomach, you know? It's weird. Just come on. I'll, I'll give it all a shot. Nothing's going to happen. The next question was going to be, what is your superpower? But maybe it's a cast iron stomach. Uh, um, yeah. No, I, I, I like to eat. I like to eat. Uh, superpower. I mean, I don't really write a lot of stuff down. I don't know if that's a superpower. But... I don't know. It's just I'd rather keep it up up top. I don't know. What's on your playlist right now? Uh, White Bronco, Action Bronson. Listen to that a lot. 
big fan of that guy. Storm or Bloodstorm? Oh, uh, Storm. Yeah, that's an easy one, right? That's... I mean, some people would have chose Bloodstorm. Yeah, more fun. I mean, Bloodstorm is cool for sure. I think you know she never got the the big uh, solo focus. Like I don't. I feel like we don't really. We never got to see what Bloodstorm does. You know, on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Mm, you know, this sounds like an idea for a comic book. It could be a comic. It could be we. You know, people love vampires. People love Storm. People, you know, liked Bloodstorm. What books are you working on right now? Uh, let's see. Well, I already mentioned Hot Shots. Very excited about that. It's not uh, every day you get to sort of like, uh, you know, mastermind a new franchise, you know, with with um, huge writer like Gail Simone, amazing artist like uh, David Baldion, you know. So it's fun to see that, to try to make that work, you know, the, the, all, the girl squad type stuff. What else am I working on? Still working on Uncanny X-Men. That's an institution. I'm glad I was able to, to do that. Right, right now we're, we're deep into trying to uh, put together Marvel Comics Presents, which is uh, also kind of a legendary franchise, right, in terms of, you know, if you don't know how it works, it's, it's multiple short stories that they would just kind of bundle together and put out. And, you know, even if you're not familiar with the series, you're definitely familiar with some of the storylines that came out of it, like the Barry Windsor Smith uh, Weapon X story, you know, that everyone everyone knows, you know, that image of, of Wolverine run naked in the woods, like that's where that stuff comes from. Uh, and, and now we're trying to update it, so all through 2019 we're going to get Marvel Comics Presents issues that have have a little bit of Wolverine and then have a bunch of uh, some other characters that we want to spotlight, so that's very interesting that we're trying to work on right now. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, love that book forever. That's a special book that we, I can't believe we got this far into the interview and I never I haven't we haven't mentioned it yet. That's another one that it's like, you know, when I talk about like getting ideas to audiences and 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 it means means something to me that that this is like a modern mythology to people. That's another character that has you know a fan base like a rabid fan base like fans. You know what I mean? Super fans. And she's only was it twenty eighteen? She's only three four years old now almost. You know. So, that's crazy. Yeah, I think those are, those are the, those are the big ones that we'll, we can talk about. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. So for everyone out there, X Men is a big universe. It is a massive, beautiful, glorious universe um, that has spanned decades. If you so had many. five X Men books, mm-hmm. just five, okay, that you would tell folks, these are essential. Okay. Go read these books. Or story arcs, because I know sometimes you got to read the arc. Yeah. What would they be? Jeez, uh, this is this is so tough because people people that's like the number one question with the X Men. Where do I start? Like, I, I, you know, that's a that's a big comics question, but that's a super big X Men question just because there's so much. Um, okay, five. Let's see. Uh, I'm I, I might point you to to Ultimate X Men, like the first like. 40 issues or so that was really really cool and again it's like distilling it down to like you know just the 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 bits you know what i mean the the soap opera bits i'll point you to grant morrison and uh, all the the many amazing artists that worked on new x-men that's like another big one uh that's also again it's like it sort it drills the story down to just the core bits it's different than the stuff that came before it but it's the core bits 
cheat answer. You know, Joss Whedon, uh, Cassidy, Astonishing X-Men. Everybody says that. And they say it for good reason. You know, it was, again, it's like a boring answer that you expected, right? Let's see. <laughs> Is it annoying if I say Uncanny X-Men number one from t- 2018? I say Matt Rosenberg and, and Ed Brisson and Kelly Thompson and uh, Yildiray Sinar, Pere Perez, uh, Mahmoud Azrar, R.B. Silva, like... This is a run. This is like 10 issues. I'll point you to that because I'm uh, self-centered that way. Uh, you know, this is this is maybe offbeat. Maybe. But I would say uh, check out Wolverine and the X-Men. That's a fun one. It's very, but it's different. It's very different. And it also requires like uh, a little bit more knowledge, I think, of like X-Men. Not continuity. Like it's not a, it's not a, it's not a test or anything, but... It helps you get the jokes and stuff if you know, you know a little bit more. So maybe save that one for last. That's number five. Boom. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit more corporate than I wanted. I wanted to like. I mean, you also you know, could say, I mean, you could have said anything. I, I could say anything. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to lose my job. I, I mean, to, I don't want to talk to you crazy. I mean, don't. Because <laughs> we. Please don't go. There's a reason. Thank you so much, Chris, for being our guest this week. I know you have a lot of work to do, but I really appreciate you putting down the drafts and coming down and giving our listeners a little bit of an idea of what editors do when it comes to their favorite issues. That's it for this week. We will see you next time.